off the ball, cheering on the girls in green. I followed the Irish women since 1983. 82,000 people, that's going to be something else. There'll be a hell of a lot of Irish in that and it'll be a hell of a game as well. Love off the ball, we really do love off the ball. You're very welcome back to the show. Delighted to say joining us on the line as it is a Thursday evening. I'm delighted to say John Giles with us once again. John, very welcome back to the show. Thank you, Richie. I know you had uh, an eye on this morning's proceedings in Sydney with the Republic of Ireland women's team uh, starting off their World Cup campaign with that narrow 1-0 loss to yes. Australia. We covered it in depth there just a moment ago, John, but I know uh, you had an eye on it as well. What did you make of Ireland's performance this morning? I thought it was very good. Well-coached well uh, team. Uh, no doubt about that. They didn't create many chances, but neither did um, Australia. And uh, as we know, it was it was clinched by a, a penalty a penalty kick. Um, and I think it was Catley. Catley scored it. Scored, yep. scored it. And uh, it was a free kick by Shiva on Rasso. Was that his name? Rasso. Yeah, was her name? name? Yeah. yeah. Rasso. Because now Rasso was kicking lumps out of everybody. <laughs> it could have been. Booked or sent off and during the game, and so uh, maybe our our girl thought she'd have a go at him at that particular time, uh, but it was uh, it was definite penalty, yeah. and that um, it separated the teams overall. But I thought it was a good performance by the Irish team. Uh, they, they, they weren't fancied, I don't think, before the match, but I thought they were very well coached and. Uh, played well yeah. and they were beaten by a penalty kick considering uh, that the theory was that they would be outclassed and maybe overawed by the occasion as well to come away with a draw perhaps being the, the, the result that would have seen Ferris coming out of it I think speaks volumes of the performance as well uh, this morning but on we go towards uh, Canada and then that concluding game in yeah. the group uh, against that, Nigeria so, sorry Richie there. That, that wasn't the case when they weren't out, outplayed of course but, yeah. you know by any means I mean it was it was a penalty kick in the game and, and it, obviously that changed the game a lot from uh, Australia's point of view you know because the Irish team had to try and come back from that mm. but I thought the performance was good they, they, they had Good, good morale. They played well, uh, and I think it was a very, very difficult game, game for Australia, and maybe a little bit lucky to get away with it. Yeah, plenty to take from it, I'm sure. Um, yeah. we're, we're also madly now into the we're into this weird period where there's European games ongoing involving the Irish sides. There's pre-season friendlies uh, ongoing now as well with um, sides across Europe as well, not, not least of which in the Premier League, and we're getting to see uh, the first tasters of new signings that many big Premier League teams have made over the, the last week or so and none more so it seems than Declan Rice at Arsenal Arsenal finally getting that deal over the line at the weekend John uh, north of £100 million in total uh, this deal for Rice uh, Arsenal have uh, paid West Ham um, he's going to be playing his first uh, friendly matches now over the next while as well considering they've brought him in with Granite Xhaka heading to Bayer Leverkusen seems like a definite upgrade in the centre of the park for Mikel Arteta for next season I, I'm, I'm surprised City didn't go as big as Arsenal in that particular move. Uh, you know, they, they, they've, they've lost Gundogan. Uh, there may be other, one or two midfield players gone, and Declan Rice would have been a, a great uh, great signing for them, as he is for Arsenal. And good luck to Arsenal. I think what's happened there is that with Arteta doing the job that he's doing, I think it's, he's got the confidence now of the owners uh, in the club, and they're ready to back him whereas they hadn't done it before. So they have uh, Havertz as well, haven't they? Mm. Havertz Rice really is a huge, yeah. uh, huge sign in uh, uh, Richie, to be honest. Uh, you know, he's, 
what's happened there is he's actually replacing Xhaka. Xhaka's gone. Uh, And, like, they're chalking cheese, those players. I mean, Rice is the real McCoy. I mean, I I never never fancy Xhaka. I think it's a good move getting him out of the place. Uh, So... It, it's a biggie for for, for Arsenal to, to get Rice, and a disappointing for I'd say for Guardiola, uh, because he's letting some players go. Gundogan has gone, Mares might go. Um, so, like they've, they've they've been big players for him. The, Mares hasn't gone yet, but uh, looks like he's on uh, his way. Is he gone? I think there's been a bid accepted. I think Al Ahly in Saudi Arabia bid thirty five okay. million euro for him. So, as far yeah. as I can make out, that that's going to be done in the coming days. Yeah, well, that's that's another good player gone from him. Now he might get the young players come. I know he's he signed uh, Kovacic, yeah. haven't they, from Chelsea? Who's he's a good player, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have put him up in that uh, the bracket of the players that have left. Uh, you know, Calvin Phillips is he going to do it? I think Foden will do it and come into the game as a really good player. But I think uh, uh, Rice is a big loss to Manchester City and a big gain gain for um, West Ham. What kind of qualities do you see Rice bringing to that Arsenal midfield, John, apart from uh, less of a propensity to get sent off that Granit Xhaka might have had? Uh, yeah, well, Xhaka, I think there's, no, there's, there's definitely no doubt who is the better player there in a big, in a big way. Mm. I think he's a, he's a good all-round player, uh, uh, Rice. Uh, he's not he's not the old-fashioned schemer. Doesn't get on the ball in that way. But he covers the ground brilliantly and uh, is always in a good defensive position. Uh, then doesn't give the ball away very much. But he's not a he's not a, um, a player that's going to distribute the ball all over the place. But he's a good all-round player that would be good in 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 in, in a defensive way uh, and an attacking way. Um, you know, he's just one of those players. He's a very fit lad, covers the ground well. Uh, doesn't doesn't get as many goals from midfield as he as he might get, mm. uh, Richie. You know, and doesn't he's not a, like a schemer that gets on the ball and creates loads of chances. But he, he gets on the ball a lot, yeah. and he doesn't give it away, uh, and he defends well, gets back well defensively. So he's covering the ground all the time and covers it very very well. He's a really, really good all-round player. I think he's a big loss um, for for Pep to not to get him in, in, uh, during the close season. I think from Guardiola's point of view, he probably would have been looking at that midfield situation. I know they've they've lost Gundogan and they're probably going to lose Mares, but Mares would be more of a he'd be considered more of a wide player. Um, that they have Calvin Phillips there, who never really got utilised properly last season, be it because of fitness or tactical concerns. But the theory would be that this season will be the season that Calvin Phillips uh, steps into that role and, and kind of cements his place in the Manchester City midfield. You would have seen a lot of him at Leeds. Do you feel he's able to kind of step into that role? I'm disappointed he didn't. Uh, you know, the reason he didn't play many matches is because when he played, he didn't play very well. Yeah. Now, that, that, it, does, it does take some players a while to settle down into the club. But I would have expected more from him uh, from the way he played at Leeds. Where he was a, a good winner of the ball, he got around the pitch. Uh, now he, and he didn't show any of that really. And you know, Foden, Foden is very good. I think Foden would be a top class player. Now, there, there have been players in the past who haven't done well in the, their first season, yeah. and then pick it up. He could be one of those players because he hasn't played anywhere near as well as he has played at Leeds. On like, does the Phillips situation at Manchester City? I know they're two different players, two different clubs. So maybe I'm, I'm wrong to conflate them here. But when you see how 
Phillips perhaps struggles to settle into his Manchester City surrounds last season. Would you have a similar concern for someone like Declan Rice, who has come from a team who, you know, one or two seasons aside, have been occupying the second half or the bottom half, pardon me, at the Premier League table? He's asked to play a very defensive job or has been for, for West Ham over the past couple of seasons. Would you worry that he might struggle to transition into a team that are notionally better and looking more forward up the table? No, I'd be very surprised if he didn't make 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 a better player of himself mm. and a better player of Arsenal. Okay, I, I'm so I'm, this, I don't I don't think Phillips ever showed as much at Leeds as uh, Rice has at West Ham. Right, to be honest, you know I think Phillips has had a certain job to do, pretty much defensively, but he he wasn't as good. He, I don't think he was anywhere near as good at, at Leeds. As um, Rice was at West Ham, yeah. I, I, I think Rice will just step into it there. And uh, he said, "Well, I think after the World Cup or something, I think when he came back to Leeds, Phillips, uh, I remember Pep getting on to say that he was overweight yeah. and he put on some weight or anything. That's not a good sign. You know what I mean, Richie? Yeah. Like, if, 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 like you, you should never let yourself go unfit in any way whatsoever." Now he mightn't have played much in the World Cup and that, but he, he'd be training and doing it. And I was I was disappointed when I saw that because uh, uh, Guardiola made it made it public that he felt that he went and he was very disappointed in him. Yeah. So you know that it, it wasn't a good sign, that's for sure. From a city point of view, uh, they have been relatively quiet so far in the transfer market, as you mentioned. There, Mateo Kovacic has. Uh, come in from Chelsea. Uh, other than that, they've been, you know, loan signings coming back in. They've let Gundogan go to Barcelona. Uh, there's perhaps talk that Kyle Walker could go to Bayern Munich, which would be uh, something of a move as well. And then, as we mentioned, Riyad Mahrez could be following the the golden path off to, to Saudi Arabia. It still feels like they have a work to do in the transfer market because the last thing you want to do when you're a manager building on a title winning team is, is to is to stand still. Oh, definitely. You can't afford to stand still at any time, yeah. uh, as Richie, as we know. Uh, I think Foden will come into the game a lot more. I think he'll be a top-class player. Do you see him operating deeper like a, a, as one of those midfield three as opposed to being one of the players who'd operate? Like Jack Grealish's arrival and certainly his cementing of his place in the team last season seemed to push Foden to the periphery. But do you see Foden operating as a deeper-lying player and the, being able to get the most out of him there? Well, be I haven't seen him in that position, Richie. We yeah. don't see him there. It's very difficult to know. But I think he's a good all-round player. You know, he's played on on both both wings and that. And I think he's, a, he's I think he's a, the real the real deal. Now, whether he can play in that position, I'd be surprised if he couldn't. But he's a bit young to be taken on the responsibility of that particular situation. You know, Gundogan is a very experienced player. Uh, and one or two, Silva is a very experienced player. Maris is a very experienced player. I'd have great confidence in Foden becoming a top-class player. If he's asked to do that job, I think he would do a very, very good job in there. But he's, he's age-wise, wise, he's a bit young for that particular position. In the midfield, why would age make much of a difference to how he performs in there, John? Because you're expected to 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 do an awful lot of stuff in that in that position, hmm. Richie. You know, when you're in that position, you're you're expected to connect the back to the front, and that means good positional sense, experience, uh, 
to 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 be able to do it. Mm. I, I I can only go and I'd only be talking about myself, but I'm got I was played in that position, and and when I was at Manchester United, this was in 1961. I played in the semi-final of the cup against Spurs. Uh, against uh, Dave Mackay and Danny Blanchflower, uh, White, they were terrific players, and I played very, very badly, uh, Richie. Yeah. And I wasn't able to do the job that I thought I was capable of doing. So when I went to, to Leeds, I went as a right winger to Leeds. I was only 22, and I played with Bobby Collins for two or three years, and Bobby Collins got injured, and I took over from him. And I was 25 at that stage. Now I was able to do it. Mm. I wasn't able to do it when I was 21. Yeah. I, I thought I was, but it's, it's, it's a very, very responsible position to be in because you're, 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 the, you're the main man in many ways of connecting the back to the front. And it's about positional sense, having, having, and, and when you're called down, all the things you need to be a really top-class player to be able to do that. Now, whether Foden is going to get into that position, he's still a young guy. Is he, going to, is he able to do it? Does, does, does Pep think he's able to do that? Maybe, maybe so. I think he's, when he's played on the wing and played generally, in, you know, I think he's been a top, and will be a top-class player. Yeah. Is he too young to do it now? I don't know. Or is he going to be asked to do it? He's got that sense, I guess, that he's been in and around the team for enough years now in terms of a, not necessarily a senior role, but he's been one of those 11 to 14 players that Guardiola would call upon with fair regularity that you'd figure he'd have enough experience under his belt now to be able to operate in there that even at 23, he's yeah. a player well, of decent well, experience. Yeah, I, get to, I get what you're saying, Richie, but, but you haven't seen him play in that particular position. Yeah. He's played mostly as a winger. You know, or a midfield player, but he has me put in the position where he's he's the man to do the job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he might well be. He might well. I've never seen him in in that in that position. You know, the the uh, uh, De Bruyne is, is would be doesn't do it either. You know, he plays on right hand side of the pitch, and he's a very 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 good player. But but they they haven't had anybody in the middle of the pitch that's really done the job. In a way um, that it, it it actually controls the game. Mm. He might. I think he has a lot of ability. He might well be able to do that. You know, De Bruyne doesn't do that. He plays on the right hand side, and he's very very good, and he distributes the ball very very well. Mm. But the, the, playing in the middle of the field, dictating the, the, the game is, is is another game again. Yeah. You know, but he's a very very talented lad. Foden is a very very talented lad, and I wouldn't be surprised. If he, if he is able to do it Richie. Listen at the end of the day I don't think any of us should have any real concerns over Manchester City I think given the depth of their resources and the players that they already have uh, at their uh, disposal I think they're going to be okay uh, next season One of the interesting cases well, the, thing, the thing is with them the, go okay is not, good, is not good enough for City Yeah I mean if you say good I know, and I know you're not you're not saying that but Gundogan is gone uh, they, 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 you know Bernard Silva, Bernard Silva who's a top player like there's three player matters are really really top class players could well be gone uh, for that now what's the other young man that plays outside left a young fella I can't think of his name Oh, you've got me there. In terms yeah. of uh, the Grealish, Jack Grealish? No, not Grealish. No, not Grealish. No, no, he's a young fella. 
blonde-haired lad, but anyway, I, I should know his name. But he's a really top-class player. He, he could play on the left wing, I think, straight away okay. and release Foden to, to play in the middle of the field if that's what they want to do. But, um, I mean, he has, he's bought, what's the last name, Kovacic? Kovacic, Kovacic from Chelsea, yeah. You know, he's an experienced, he's a good player, but I don't think he has the, 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 the you don't think he's a calibre of, lad, of the lads that, he, that could, be, could be moving. Yeah. Now, whether he has something there that we don't know about, I'm surprised, I'd be very surprised as a top-class manager that he would leave himself short uh, of, of, of important positions in the team, uh, Richie. Yeah. Um, but when you look at it, you know, if Gundogan is gone, if, if Mahrez is gone, if Bernard Silva is gone, that's three. They're really, really top-class players. To be able to replace them without getting Rice... Uh, is, is is going to be a big job for for for, for Guardiola? This this is like a wider point, John, and 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 be leaning on your experience as a manager as well. When like, are you at a disadvantage when you bring players in late in the window with in terms of like your preseason training and all that? Because there are teams that have gotten business done fairly quickly and rapidly, and they've shifted players out the door that they don't want anymore, and they've gotten the players that they want absolutely as their priority and pretty quickly. Um, Manchester City will be heading into the second month of pre-season when their major rivals will be coming so Gvardiol the Croatian defender will be coming in from Leipzig it seems and maybe one or two others but you kind of want to get this business done earlier in the window I'm thinking rather than later Oh as soon as you can Yeah, uh, Richard there's no doubt about that I, I think he might have been very confident of um, getting the uh, uh, Rice. Declan Rice. Yeah. I'd say so anyway. I think that'd be a blow to him. And that that that'd be the the main signing of the season. Uh and he ha- he hasn't got at the moment a main sign uh, uh, player of the season uh, for the for this season coming yeah. up. I think he is a bit short. I think he definitely is a bit short of those I mean Bernard Bernardo Silva hasn't gone yet. Mares hasn't gone yet. But the, the, what we heard in the paper is that they're likely to go, mm. but they haven't gone yet. So he could he could easily change his mind on those those two players. Sure, he could. But, you know, and they're they're top class players as as we as we've seen. You know, he, if we've got Rice, then you'd say, well, fair enough, the others can go, or one or two of the others can go. But he hasn't done that, and I'd be I'd be amazed if he leaves himself short. Yeah. I, I, I have a feeling he won't. Um, I'm, I'm one of the major transfer sagas of the summer so far, John, and there's always at least one, but this one seems to be uh, revolving around him for the second year running would be around Harry Kane. Uh, there's talk that Bayern Munich are still hovering. They've had a couple of bids, uh, apparently rejected by Tottenham for the striker. He's now going to be entering into the final year of his contract. Um, would it be within Kane's interests to push through a move this summer or do you feel he's going to hang on and get a big pocket full of change next year by going as a, as a free transfer? Well, that's a, that's a very good question, uh, Richie, you know. It, it, it depends what his attitude is to uh, play in a team that's going to win a trophy. Mm. I mean, I don't think Spurs will win a trophy uh, this year. I think, you know, they've, they've signed Madison and Harry is there. Uh, it's it, it, You'd want to be inside Harry's head to know. I mean, if, he, if he's looking at to secure in his future financially, I mean, I, and I'm sure he has people that, that give him advice, what he, what he w- would do is see out his contract. Right. I mean, Spurs at, at the moment are looking for 100 million for him. 
right? Now, if he's 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 getting on thirty, I think he's around thirty now. I mean, I think somebody would advise him no. Play for Spurs for a year. If they're looking for a hundred grand for you now, you'd be worth at least fifty million next year. Yeah. And he's a free agent. So players, some players, and I, I can understand it at his age now. You have to look at the financials future as well as uh, wanting to win trophies. Like, and I'd ask anybody that's listening to us now, if you were in the position he's, he's in, what, what would you do? Would you say, no, I'm going to see out my contract, I'm, and they're looking for $100 million for me this year. If I, I'm a free agent next year. If I say to any club coming in, uh, I'll, I'll go for $50 million and I can keep the, the $50 million. Or do you say, no, I'll, 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 I'll sign for Spurs again uh, and lose out on the $50 million. Yeah, His people seem to be putting it out there that he won't be open to a move this summer. At least if you, if you believe what we're reading is that his family, who I think act, act essentially as his agents, have been the ones speaking to Bayern and they've been the one putting it to Bayern Munich that, listen, he will be open to going this summer. If you can cut a deal with Daniel Levy, maybe you could get him this year. Um, yeah, but what would he get? What, what, what deal was, would he would he cut with Daniel Levy? Well, 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 it, well Bayern Munich would would be the ones that have to cut the deal with with uh, with Daniel Levy to try and get him extricated from that contract. And as you mentioned there, even though he does have a year left in it, it would take north of ninety million pounds uh, to to get him out of there. Which I don't know. Yep. It, 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 it's 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 a no win situation for Kane because you're at that no, age. I, as you I, mentioned. I think it's a big win situation. Do you think, well, like, he's going to, he, listen, Harry Kane's not going to be a poor man. He's not going to be on the breadline either side of this no, move, but, whether but, it's this but, summer but, or next. But, but, but Richie, if you, if you try, I, I'm trying to put myself into, into his head, yeah. right? He's, he's 30 now, right? And, and Spurs are looking for 100 million, right? They're not going to give Harry 50, 50 half of that. That's not going to happen, right? So that's why the players are in the positions they're in now compared to years ago. You know, He's, he, he, he could say, no, I'll play for Spurs. I'll do my best for Spurs for this year, but I'll be a free agent next year. Yeah. I, and I'm trying to say to you, or to myself, and I, what would you do in that position? If you can say, right, I'll play another guy, I'll play, definitely play for Spurs, I'll do my best, but next season I can, I can get, sell myself for at least 50 million. Or... The other side of that is he could be going playing Champions League football next season and winning a Bundesliga title and be the man because they've been crying out for a number nine in Munich since Lewandowski went to Barcelona. Like they, they yeah. need a they need a centre forward. It's a big choice. Yeah. Like it's a big big choice for him to make. Oh, it's a huge choice. Yeah. It's a huge choice, Richie. I mean, I, I could I could say to you and I could say to a lot, lot of listeners, which would you do? <laughs> you know. I think I think our listeners and myself, John, would be happy with whatever a Premier League or a Bundesliga club is going to be giving us at this stage. Um, speaking of securing your futures, uh, we mentioned Mahrez being one of those players who are potentially off to uh, to Saudi Arabia. It would seem yes. that heading out of Liverpool are Jordan Henderson and Fabinho's has, has attracted interest from over there as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. Jordan Henderson's now 33 years of age. He's yes. served Liverpool really well he's won everything that's possible to win there more or less uh, in his time since moving from Sunderland over a decade ago uh, it seems like Liverpool are going to make out like bandits here if they're getting anything uh, for a player who was maybe not going to play 20 games in the Premier League next season for them well it, 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 it's a blessing for Liverpool yeah. uh, because Henderson doesn't have the choice that 
that Kane could poss- uh, Kane could have possibly have next season because he's two years left on his contract. Yeah. Apparently, that's what I read in the paper. Yeah. Right. So Liverpool and the club now are in the strong position because I, I see I see I see twenty million uh, uh, mentioned, uh, and that'll be a big big deal for Liverpool because he's thirty three now. Yeah. You know. Uh, Henderson wouldn't be in the same position as as Harry Kane. He'd be in a good position because I, I'm sure he got a big offer to go to, go, uh, to Saudi Arabia. But um, it, it, it's it's changed it's changed a lot in many ways for for the players. And good luck to them, uh, Richie. Like in my day, you didn't have those choices. You know, if you signed a contract, you signed for life, and that was the end of it. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, you know, it's it's brilliant now for the players in the positions that they're in. You know, you've got the Saudi Arabia offering big money. Liverpool will probably take it. Uh, but there's more choices now because what happened in my day, when you signed, or when, young, when I was a young fella, you signed at 17, you signed for life. You couldn't go anywhere, you know, yeah. not, and you were on a maximum wage. Yeah. And I think the positions the players are in now, like if you take Henderson's position, he's 33, if he goes to Saudi Arabia, he's going to make an awful lot of money for the la- for two or two or three years, as most of the lads who are gone there. You know, they they have that choice. Uh, John Giles, thanks so much for taking time out to speak to us this evening. Thanks, Richie. Have a great week. Speak Take to you care. then. Off the ball, cheering on the girls in green. I followed the Irish women since 1983. 82,000 people. That's going to be something else. There'd be a hell of a lot of Irish in that, and it'll be a hell of a game as well. Love off the ball. We really do love off the ball.